Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Shape the Culture's weekly message, our weekly podcast, our creative sermon. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm glad that you found your way here, however you did find your way here. Um, Make sure that you subscribe um, on Apple Podcasts or shapetheculture.org if you have not already. Um, For all my first-time listeners, I am so appreciative of you taking this time to check us out. Um, Give us a listen. I hope you find something that really inspires you, sets your soul, your spirit on fire, helps you through your week, your life, um, and give you some encouragement. That's really the goal of Shape the Culture, to give you some encouragement to understand that the Spirit of God lives inside of you um, and give us some tools and some keys to really live purposefully each and every day. If you're a continuing listener, I just want to say thank you so much for continuing to listen. I hope that you've been enjoying all the series, all the episodes. I hope that you continue to find something that really motivates you and sets you on fire. Uh, Make sure that you continue to reach out, give me feedback, any critiques or reviews that you have. Um, And then also make sure that you continue, continue sharing with your friends and your family and your network. We follow the model of each one, teach one. And we're going to get right back into our continuing series this week. So this week we are continuing and we are also concluding our series titled L-O-V-E, Love. Um, And for the past four weeks, we have been looking creatively at what it means to have unconditional love in our lives. This focus has been on agape love, understanding the love that Jesus spent his whole ministry preaching about. Um, and so during this series, what we did is we broke down every letter in the word word love, and we started by taking a look at loyalty for L. And this brought us to the story of Ruth and how she decided to stay loyal through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and we took a creative look at how this helped her unlock not only who she was, but it helped her unlock the hearts and love of others around her. Um, And then next, we talked about the concept of openness. Um, And we took a look at Paul and Silas's openness to their conditions as they sung in jail at the bottom of the dungeon. Um, And this really showed us how openness opens up our outcomes um, and really allows us to see how God and why God is moving in our lives, even as sometimes we go through terrible situations. Um, And then last week, we broke down the principle of value. By examining Jesus's act of service of washing his disciples' feet and how placing value not only on our lives and the lives of but on the lives of others really sparks a change and leads us forward and allows us to lead by by in our examples. And so this has really been an awesome series. I've really enjoyed it. Um, and like I said, this week we are going to conclude with looking at the letter E, which stands for empathy. And empathy allows us to identify and understand the emotions of others. It's a human trait that we all share and experience at times in our lives. And while it is a part of human nature, sometimes it takes energy and a conscious choice to really allow empathy in our lives. It requires us to step outside of ourselves and experience life in another person's shoes. But empathy is key to unconditional love because we have to be able to connect with others on their emotional level. And so to look at this more in depth, we're going to take a look at the story of Jesus and Lazarus. And I'm going to read from the book of John, chapter 11, and I'm going to go through verses 17 through 35 from the New Living Translation. And they read like this. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. 
Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, the teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so quickly, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you only, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. This is one of the more interesting stories in the Bible because in this story, we see a man come back from the dead before Jesus. And so when we read the story, it makes us have to acknowledge that Jesus wasn't the first or only person to be resurrected from the dead. And I think that's incredible because for that reason, I believe that this was a crucial mission for Jesus. Like it was essential for him to witness this experience for him to be able to achieve his purpose because Jesus knew what he was meant to do. He knew that resurrection was part of his purpose, but that doesn't mean Jesus wasn't fearful, worried, or anxious about his own death at all. And so in this story, we see Jesus traveling to save one of his dear friends. We're told that Jesus loved Lazarus and cared for him deeply. They were friends. And so when Jesus got word that Lazarus was sick, naturally, he wanted to go see how he could help. And instantly, we see how Jesus was being motivated by his own hurt. And and that's okay because your love for others will cause you to hurt at times. And how could Jesus not be hurting? Let's think about it. His dear friend was on the brink of death. And while all this is going on, Jesus is on the road healing and saving others. But he couldn't save his own friend. His his mind must have been racing the whole journey to Bethany. Like, what what am I doing? What, What has been going on this whole time that I missed this, that my dear friend is sick the whole time? And so when they arrive, Jesus is instantly fueled by his own emotions. And he speaks with confidence when he states that Lazarus will rise again. But even through the confidence, we see that Jesus still wept. And that may, and I have to ask myself, why? And when we continue reading, we see that the verses tell us, they say that it was only when Jesus saw Mary and other people crying that a deep anger welled up within him and he was deeply troubled. This was Jesus's empathy showing. 
because he was in a position where now he was feeling the weight of everybody else's emotions and now his own emotions were coming to the surface. And that's one of the gifts that empathy provides because it's a true statement that everybody does cry, boys and girls, men and women, old and young, no matter who you are, there are times in your life when you're going to cry. Nobody is above feeling sadness or anger. These are human emotions that live inside each and every one of us. And sometimes we feel like it's easier to block those emotions and act like they don't exist. But those very emotions are what make us human. And Jesus was motivated by his empathy. That's what gave him this motivation. This is what gave him the confidence to keep going to Lazarus, even after everybody had given up hope and felt like all was lost. And even though Jesus was four days late, he had to keep going because his empathy for others allowed him to understand his own hurt and pain and then continue to move forward. Over time throughout history, we have learned more about ourselves and how we are wired. You know, science has made it known that our brains have multiple dimensions and functions. We've seen that our brain is split into two sides. And, you know, some people call these sides the emotional mind and our rational mind. And we seem to be split into thinking logically and then thinking emotionally. And, you know, even though science continues to make developments, this has been a battle people have faced since the beginning of time. And to me, I think we see this battle waged inside of Jesus through this very story. Because at the moment where Jesus was being led by his empathy and concerns for others, he could have chosen to just full out react emotionally. From the very beginning of the story, Jesus is told of Lazarus's sickness and unavoidable death, but still decides to wait two days before going to see him. This is what made him four days late. This was a conscious and deliberate choice made by Jesus, but it was confusing to everybody around him. And honestly, it probably had to be confusing even to himself at the time, because why would you purposefully wait to go see your dying friend? But I think there was a moment where Jesus started to understand that empathy was a gift and it was necessary for his purpose, but also empathy is sometimes meant to help you grow and learn. It's not always about being moved by our empathy immediately because there will be times where we feel for others and we want to help and do all we can to save people, but we also need discernment and clarity. We have to know when to move and how to move. Sometimes our empathy has to be felt all the way through before we decide to take action. Feeling for others and being able to experience their emotions is a process. It's a process where we learn more about ourselves and the world around us. We have to be patient through this process and learn what it takes to really relate to someone. Because you might feel sadness and pain coming from somebody going through their own trial and tribulation, but that doesn't mean it's your job to rescue them. Their unique situation and circumstances that they find themselves in are purposeful. People have their own battles to overcome and lessons to learn, just like you. Your empathy is necessary for you to discern and be clear about that. Your empathy will lead you to be there for them when necessary because you understand how they are feeling, but it's not meant to make you their hero. I believe this is why Jesus allowed Lazarus to die. He understood the greater design of the universe. He wasn't meant to stop what was natural and destined. Jesus' purpose was to grow from his empathy, 
feel the emotions, allow his anger and sadness to well up inside of him, all while still listening to the guiding spirit of God living inside of him. After Jesus wept, he went and resurrected Lazarus from the dead. It wasn't until Jesus allowed himself to fully experience empathy and his emotions that he was able to save his dear friend. Empathy brings agape love, unconditional love, full circle. Because to have unconditional love, we have to be able to love through the good, bad, and the ugly. We must be willing to trust that love does overcome all things and can bear all things. There will be moments throughout our entire life where we will want to be broken and to give up. And I believe the death of Lazarus was one of those moments for Jesus. Knowing that he was supposed to be resurrected too, seeing Lazarus dead and the reactions and emotions it brought out of everybody must have been terribly hard for Jesus. This is why he wept. It was a defining moment in his ministry where he had to decide to overcome his own emotions for the greater good. That's another, that's another gift of empathy. Until we learn how to relate and connect to others emotionally, allowing ourselves to understand that we are not the only ones who go through rough times, we can't evolve. Jesus could have left that place without going to see Lazarus. He could have decided to not go at all. He could have heard the news and allowed his emotions to overcome him, dwelling in his sadness and anger about his inability to save his dear friend. But then Lazarus would have been left dead forever. But evolution allows us to reach through levels mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. It's how we learn and grow throughout life. Empathy is the road to evolution because it connects us to the greater good of the universe. It allows us to walk in our shoes, walk in the shoes of others, and others to walk in our shoes. It's what connects us as human beings because we all experience the same emotions. Understanding this makes the trials and tribulations easier to endure because we are never alone. Empathy is is what allows us to all connect. That's what it's at the root of. Empathy is that, that defining emotional, spiritual, mental factor that allows us to see how as humans, like I said, we all experience the same emotions. We all go through similar things. And even though our our situations are unique and our conditions are unique to us, the, the lessons that we learn and the emotions that we feel connect us all. Um, And so that's what brings what we've been talking about this whole series, that unconditional love all together, that empathy factor where we can say, I understand what you're going through and I can relate to you and connect to you. And I think that's one of the most powerful things that we can learn to live with in this life is that empathy of always being able to connect and reach out and relate to others. So thank you once again for making it to the end of a Shape the Culture message. Like I said, I hope you you found, you heard something that really set you on fire, gives you something to think on, something to chew on, ruminate. Um, use in your daily life. Um, I hope that you share this with a friend, share it with somebody who you think needs it or would like to hear this. Subscribe, like I said, on Apple Podcast or shapetheculture.org. Thank you once again for listening. I will talk to you next week as we start off a new series. Love you all.